welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater, and today my guest host is Wes Leek. Welcome to the show, Wes. Thanks, Matt. Great to be back. Well, today we've tracked down uh, a guy that I met at Easterfest down at Toowoomba um, last year and uh, runs a ministry called Roundabout Ministries. Uh, Adrian Rouse is the director of Roundabout Ministries, which tackles the issue of sexual addiction, uh, which is such a prevalent issue uh, with young men and women today. Uh, welcome to the show, Adrian. Uh, thanks so much. It's great to, great to be here with you. Now, Adrian, um, so that we can just find out a bit about your background, tell us about your upbringing and, uh, and where you're from. Yeah, sure. I um, grew up in Melbourne, Australia, and I uh, was a pastor's, uh, pastor's kid for the first 20 or so years of my life. Uh, so I grew up around church and in church and, uh, and yeah, really kind of, I guess, in that, in that sort of environment, learnt to love God and connect with God from a really young age. Um, I remember um, at, at age five or six sitting in the toilet one day and I kind of prayed a prayer and asked, asked God to be a part of my life and uh, asked Jesus to kind of come into my heart and um, I wanted to live my life for him even from a really young age and um, just grew up with a really a really good, um, I guess, foundation uh, spiritually uh, being around, you know, godly people and my parents and uh so yeah, had a good start to life in that sense, and uh, and and just a great family as well. And then as you grew up, um, I've read a bit of your testimony. Um, you uh, were quite open uh, in your testimony, sharing about the struggles you had with sexuality. Do you want to tell us a bit about what you went through there? Yeah, for sure. Um, I guess I um, my first kind of encounter with anything of a sexual nature was around seven or eight um, years of age when I um, just got exposed to pornography for the first time. And uh, just some kids in our neighbourhood showed me some stuff in a magazine, and um, and, and I re- really didn't um, even kind of have any understanding of what I was seeing at the time. Didn't really know anything about sex at that age, and was pretty innocent, and perhaps some would say sheltered um, by today's standards. But um, didn't really even know what I was seeing and, and and what this stuff was that had been put in front of me. But. It, it kind of opened me up to the world of adults, I guess, before I had the maturity to, to be able to cope with that. And, and looking back, you know, as, as I got older, I kind of see that that was a, like a doorway uh, in my life to be just opened up to those things. And as I, as I got older, and um, particularly as I started to, I guess, come alive sexually as puberty kicked in and the hormones started to rage out of control as they do at that age um you know i I began to reconnect with those things with pornography particularly um i also struggled with my my sense of identity sexually as well um you know as a as a young teenager um really grappled with that and thought i was gay for for several years and so you know on the one hand i had this really good kind of strong christian family and church and this foundation of good things in my life and you know i was good at school and good at sport and and seemingly you know life was really good but there were a lot of i guess internal um kind of struggles as as i began to come alive sexually that that left me fairly confused and yeah just wondering whether that was the way that things were meant to be and i guess there was a point in your life where you needed to confront this and, and really talk to someone about it, um, which um, it, you say was a real turning point for you. Tell us about what happened then. Yeah, look, I, I really, I guess I went through my teenage years um, right through that time, particularly struggling with my, my sexual identity and, and beginning to reconnect with pornography. You know, I, um, 
I got to the point where with with the pornography side of things it was initially just a real kind of innocent dabbling with just stuff that I saw on TV you know that by today's standards people would say well that wasn't even pornography that just had sexual stuff in it and you know we we don't hear today that that pornography is addictive we we just hear that it's something that boys particularly get into and it's it's pretty harmless and um, you know it's, there's it's not such a big deal and we don't we don't really hear today that pornography is addictive but um, you know it's been shown there's been scientific studies done that have shown that, that pornography um, it actually does a similar thing um, to a person as the drug heroin does so um, I found myself really over several years I guess um, just getting more and more addicted to pornography and it wasn't because I was, you know, um, this this young bloke that just couldn't control my my sexual urges or desires. It was it was really as I look back that there were there were different needs and and, and things happening in my life um, beneath the surface that kind of pornography was really just the expression of those trying to fill those needs, the need to just be loved and to um, have a sense of acceptance and worth and and um, a sense of you know who I was and. All of that kind of stuff. They, they, those needs really began to express in a in a sexual kind of a way. And to cut a long story short, um, you know, I spent most of my teen years just kind of calling out to God and asking God to to kind of change me. Um, you know, to send the lightning bolt or wave the magic wand. And, and I guess my my idea about who God was was kind of a bit like a Santa Claus kind of thing. You know, you ask for him to do something and he does it and gives you you know all the good things and my experience was that God didn't um, you know send the lightning bolt and just fix everything with a click of the fingers but through that time as I cried out to God it definitely had a sense that God was with me Um, I I had a sense that he loved me and you know he seemed to communicate that to me over and over and over again one of the things that I felt through that time uh, through my teen years as I struggled with that stuff alone was that God was asking me to share with someone else uh, about the struggle that I was in the midst of, to you know, a, a teenage and, and a young adult Christian guy, that was there was no way I was going to do that because I, I guess I feared the condemnation and the judgment um, that I that I thought I would get. I guess I got to the point where um, you know it really became too much to to kind of keep all this stuff inside, and I knew that you know the, the impact of pornography particularly was getting to the point where it was actually having damaging consequences on my life uh, and I did get to a point where I shared of, of my struggle with, with a, a ministry leader a friend that was kind of leading me in, in some ministry at the time and um, and I just sat beside a river one day with this guy and I just kind of opened up my life and um, you know it was about eight years that I'd kind of carried this stuff alone and never told anyone about it and, and that day I just kind of opened up and I said um, I'm struggling with this and, and with this and with this and uh, I just so feared what he was going to how he was going to respond but once he kind of got over the shock of what I'd shared with him um, he just he just encouraged me he couldn't really relate to all of the struggles that I was in the midst of but he shared about some things that he'd struggled with as a, as a young bloke different stuff to me but he, he simply just kind of helped me to realise that we all struggle with things, that we're all, in a sense, there's, there's parts of us and our experience in life that are broken and that we need some support and some help in different areas of life to actually make those areas uh, stronger and to, to deal with them.
So that really started me on a journey, um, a really long, slow um, journey towards, you know, um, actually working on those areas of my life and experiencing some great growth and, um, I guess, freedom in those areas. Adrian, you've touched on a very key point here, and that is that you need to be able to share with someone the struggle that you're going with through and uh, how much better to be able to go to someone and share with them first and, and confess first with a brother who can share with you and walk you through on that journey. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, oh, I was thinking about this exact thing um, this afternoon. There was an experience I had um, a few months ago and, and our door um, was actually jamming in the, the frame of our door, our front door. And um, I was just thinking it, it's so um, it's so like these areas of our lives where we struggle. The thing I should have done when our door started to jam, it wasn't like really bad at the start, but we just noticed with the, a change in the weather that it just stick a bit when you tried to open it. And, and it wasn't such a big deal, you know, you just pulled it a bit harder and it would open. And But my wife, she kept at me to fix it. She kept saying, you know, it, it's getting worse and it's getting worse. It's getting more stuck. It's like I'm really struggling to open it. But I came home this day and uh, I found my brother-in-law at the front door and the, the door was actually off the hinges, off the frame, and he, um, he was kind of sanding it down. Um, and I went inside and I asked my wife what had happened and why, why she'd resorted to these kind of full-on measures. And she said um, that she'd actually been inside and she wasn't able to get out um, because it had progressively just got worse and worse and worse until it was actually stuck shut and it's I think it's like that with these areas in our lives where you know there's a warning sign that happens and you realize that something's not quite right Um, but but we so often we just leave it and we think oh that'll that'll sort itself out or, or I can handle that and over time those things just tend to get bigger to the point where you can't actually yourself deal with those things and you actually got to get um take some fairly drastic action and, and ask someone else to help you know we have these conversations every day with with people uh, whether they be married guys or or young blokes or and a lot of young girls as well who are getting addicted to pornography and, or just in other areas of you know, sexual addiction or brokenness. Adrian, once you've found that person, you confess that it's important then that there is actually a resource out there to help people. And I know you've produced a DVD called The Fight. Do you want to just very briefly share what are the key things about The Fight, that, which is what you've learned to help people in this area? Yeah, look, absolutely. I mean, The Fight um, DVD, it's got two and a half hours of teaching on it, so I won't tell you everything that's on it. Um, but yeah, we, we recognised, um, we started this ministry about five years ago and started, uh, I just started going around Australia sharing about my story of, of addiction and, and, um, and my struggle and, and uh, we would get calls from youth pastors, you know, a week later saying, look, um, have you got any resources? Because we've had, you know, half a dozen guys have emailed me in the week since you, you spoke and you've kind of opened a can of worms and uh, I need some help um, trying, to, trying to support these guys. And uh, so we really quickly realised that we needed to find or create some resources uh, ourselves. And um, at that time, there wasn't much. Uh, by way of Aussie resource on these sorts of issues so we decided that we'd um, you know put something together ourselves and so we spent a year or so just researching and um, getting counsellors and different people in on the, on the process and yeah come up with a, a resource that is 
this um, identifies some of the key factors uh, for people who are struggling with these sorts of issues. And, but we talk a lot about and deal a lot with, you know, what's underneath the struggle as well. A lot of people, I guess even a lot of Christians, sometimes um, pastors even will, will tell people, you know, you just got to get rid of your porn stash. You just got to not do it anymore. You can't go there anymore. You can't, you can't do that stuff. But um, not realizing, I guess, that often these kind of expressions, this search for for um, gratification through pornography and, and through other areas, you know, through sex itself, um, it's usually a yearning of, of the human heart for uh, for some deeper things than just, just sex. Uh, you know, when you fill your head with pornography for several years in an addictive kind of way, um, you know, you start to believe a lot of untruths about a whole lot of different things. And, and for me, I'd you know, at the heart of my struggle with pornography was that lack of worth, that lack of sense of value. So I began to actually address those deeper issues by, by I guess, um, discovering in, in the Word of God, in the Bible, what God actually says is true, and that He says that I have great value, that in His eyes I have great worth, and, you know, He knows because He created me that way. Um, and so I began to, I guess, go through a process of learning to actually believe the truth um, of what my Creator says about me than, than what my experience of life uh, so far uh, might, might suggest about me. And as I began to do that, um, we outlined a process of actually learning how to, how to use the Word of God. I, I began to find really slowly over a period of time that that I began to live out of the truth instead of believing the lies that I'd kind of lived with for a long time that said, that, you know, you have no value, you have no worth, you're never going to beat this struggle that you're in, you, you know, you're always going to be addicted, etc., etc. Um, but I began to, to live out of the truth, you know, when God says that I have great worth, I have great value, that he loves me, that there's nothing that can separate me from his love. Um, and when you live out of the truth, when you live out of those things, um, life is very different. You know, um, I've worked as a youth pastor and a pastor now for a number of years, and um, one of the best things, Adrian, is when you come across someone who's struggled with this area and they're full of shame and guilt and they're just, you know, in defeat all the time. But when you see them overcome it, when you see them deal with the addiction and, you know, God's Holy Spirit comes into them and empowers them and, and they go through that, you know, accountability process and uh, you just find that there's so much joy that comes into their lives, so much more peace when they get free from this stuff. Do you find that in, in what you do with Roundabout Ministries? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're very realistic with people. Um, and, and, you know, I, I when I share in a church or, or in a youth ministry or an event, you know, I'll often say, look, I'm not there yet. I'm not 110% healed and whole and got it all together in this area. And 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 to be honest, you know, with any area of, of addiction, um, you're, you're only a couple of bad choices and decisions away from being right back where you were. And it's incredibly humbling and amazing just to think that, you know, God would take what you know i probably consider to be the worst stuff in my life 
and he's actually using it. He's using that experience to see other people start on a journey journey of their own towards freedom. Yeah, mate, that's awesome. Well, I reckon that's what a history maker is, you know, someone who's um, learned a bit and then God's used them to be able to share that with other people. And uh, I hope and pray that God continues to open doors for you uh, with Roundabout Ministries. And uh, Now, if people want to find out more about the fight, uh, and about Roundabout Ministries, uh, they can look up the website. Is it thefight.com.au? Yeah, that's that's one of the one of the websites. That's the best one to work with initially. Yeah, fantastic. And uh, of course, you're available to to speak at at any events that uh, people would like to book you for. And, and your details are adrianrouse.com.au. Is that right? That's it. Yeah. Good on you, mate. Well, thank you so much for uh, being so open and honest and sharing your your testimony with us. And uh, if anyone would like to hear this interview again or find out any more information uh, or make a donation, they can go to www.historymakersradio.com. We'll have all the details and the links there as well. Mate, thank you so much for joining us. No worries. Thanks for having me. God bless you, buddy. Bye. History Makers.